Hello, this is Super Informed Radio, the official UniSuper podcast. I'm Lyndon and welcome to this, our final investment markets podcast for 2022. With me in the studio to recap last month, the next couple of months and while we're at it, why not the entire year? It's uh, economist and investment manager from UniSuper's investment team, David Colosimo. David, welcome back. Thanks, Lyndon. Good to see you. Um, is it just me? Where's the year gone? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, let's, let's get straight into it, David. We've had a bit of a bumpy ride this year in investment markets, as you'd be well aware, uh, and it seems like November was no exception. What were the key things we saw in November? Well, I would say China was the standout this month. Uh, Chinese shares were up nearly 10% in November. Now, the Chinese economy and share markets had been suffering all year under the weight of ongoing COVID lockdowns, as well as financial issues in the residential development sector. But we saw an improvement on both of those fronts during the month. Now, in the wake of a Politburo Standing Committee meeting, the government released a number of measures to reduce the negative impact of COVID controls on the economy. So they rolled out things like shorter quarantine periods, uh, less restrictive air travel, uh, and they're also accelerating their vaccination rollout. Now, in residential housing, there was some explicit support from the banks to extend loans to make sure that existing housing developments that have already been pre-sold would have enough funding for construction to be finished and for those homes to be delivered. And then finally, late in the month, China's central bank also lowered a key policy setting that released liquidity into the system. So while the rest of the world has been tightening policy settings, the Chinese government is actually moving in the other direction and they're easing monetary policy. So overall, the Chinese economy now seems closer to reopening and its growth prospects are improving. And as a result, markets have been more upbeat. And it looks like this positivity has spread to Australia. Uh, yeah, Australia is a big beneficiary of stronger Chinese growth because the prices for many Australian commodities, particularly iron ore, have gone up. Now, these stronger commodity prices help drive share prices in the resource sector up more than 14% this month. So a big month for resources then, but what about the rest of the Australian share market, David? Well, it was generally pretty positive overall. Um, Australian shares were up 6% in November, and that comes after a similar-sized increase in October. So two consecutive months of really solid positive returns. Now, during November, uh, some of the companies that performed well included Qantas, uh, who increased their profitability in a, a post-COVID world, um, as well as Origin and Oz Minerals, which both benefited from takeover offers, uh, and that's been reflected in their share prices. But looking beyond those company-specific events, um, the strength this month was actually quite broad-based. So we've got 11 different industry sectors uh, in the equity market. And in fact, in Australia, all of them were higher in November. Uh, the one sector that didn't do quite as well would actually be the banks. So three of Australia's four major banks announced earnings results at the start of November. Uh, and they're travelling quite well. Uh, they're reporting rising margins. Um, but despite this good news, bank share prices were merely steady during the month. And I think that comes down to the fact that they've had a pretty good run uh, up until this point. And also with house prices still falling and growth likely to slow next year, the market's thinking this may be as good as it gets for them. Now, after everything we've been through this year, it's actually remarkable to think that the Australian share market is down only 2% since the start of the year. Uh, and in fact, if you include dividends, 
uh, Australian equity returns are actually positive for the year. Now, a lot of that comes down to the resources sector, which is about a quarter of the market uh, and has returned 24% this year. And that's been enough to offset some weakness elsewhere. So Australian shares have recovered, but the US market hasn't performed quite as well, has it? Yeah, that's true. Now, to be fair, the 5.5% rebound in the S&P 500 in November was quite close to the increase in Australia. But US shares are still down more than 14% since the start of the year. Now, in the month, uh, some of those giant tech companies continue to fall. So that Amazon, Tesla, Apple were each down between 4% and 14% in November. And when you look at the year as a whole, many of these big tech companies are down anywhere from 20% to 50% from their recent highs. Um, Meta, the parent of Facebook, actually bucked the trend in November and they rebounded by 27%. But even so, they're still down 65% since the start of the year. Now, with oil prices falling during November, the energy sector was also flat, but it's still up more than 60% since the beginning of the year. Uh, David, it seems like there's still a lot of interest on inflation and US interest rates as well. Yeah, you're right. Uh, All eyes are now on how high the US Federal Reserve will push interest rates. Um, One interesting development this month was the US CPI report. Uh, US inflation has been very strong for the last 18 months. But this last report was actually surprisingly weak. And it's signalling that we're now past the peak on inflation. So a lot of those COVID-related supply chain problems that we've seen are now normalising, but the US labour market is still very tight and wages growth is still strong. Um, So yes, inflation will fall, but the key question is whether it'll fall fast enough and to a low enough level to reduce the pace of interest rate hikes. Um, And after all those hikes, can the Fed still avoid the US going into a recession? Now, the market now seems to be looking past this Fed tightening cycle. Um, That recent share price strength that we've seen implies the market thinks that inflation's going to recede quite quickly uh, and the US will probably avoid a recession. Now, this is possible, but it still just feels a little optimistic to me. If you look at the activity data in the US, that's still getting softer. Yeah, so obviously still some uncertainty there. Right. So what are we looking out for in the next few weeks, David? Well, I think the big thing is uh, whether these Chinese policy changes around COVID and residential construction continue. Um, It's hard to know how the Chinese lockdown policy will respond in the wake of the protests that we've seen. But there is a Chinese Central Economic Work Conference this month. So it's going to be interesting to see if anything emerges from that. Uh, They normally publish a statement that gives a a forecast for economic growth for the next year. And if that forecast looks quite strong, that could be a signal to say that there's going to be fewer lockdowns going forward. Uh, Here at home, we've got the RBA meeting for the last time this year. That's on December 6th. And it's widely expected that they'll increase interest rates by another quarter of a percent. So that would take the total rate hike since May this year to three percentage points. Um, Meanwhile, over in the US, after four consecutive three-quarter of a percentage point hikes, the Fed's likely to step down their pace to just a half a point hike at their final meeting of the year, which is on December 14. Um, Even so, that would be a total of four and a quarter percentage points of rate hikes in the US since March. 
So it looks like we may well end 2022 on a positive note. And speaking of positive notes, we'd like to thank you, all of our listeners, for tuning into these podcasts. Um, And a big thank you to you, David. We can't forget you uh, for all of your analysis and insight during the year. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. I know I do. So thank you so much. Thanks, Lyndon. We will be taking a break over the holidays, actually. We're going to be back in February with our next podcast. Um, Speaking of which, if you don't want to miss out when we are back in the new year, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts or check unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts at the start of each month. We are Unisuper, the place where bright minds and passionate people strive to think great and create a future worth retiring for. So for more information about Unisuper and our investments, visit unisuper.com.au. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a lovely, safe and restful break and we'll see you next time. This podcast is of a general nature. It doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. Before you make decisions about your super, we recommend you seek financial advice. Also, consider the product disclosure statement and target market determination that's relevant to you. They're available on our website. The past performance of any investment options we discuss isn't indicative of their future performance, and it's worth noting that by talking about certain companies, we aren't endorsing them for inclusion in your personal portfolio.